Hello, everyone. I am sober now for about, I think, eight months, eight and a half months. And I've done it without the help of a recovery program or anything like that. I've, I've, I took a different route that was more treatment-based and lifestyle-based. And one thing that I've heard referenced from people who are in Alcoholics Anonymous, at least I believe this is the case, is the idea of resentment and basically how it holds you down and puts you in a place where you might be more prone to relapsing or even just finding yourself in a dysregulated state that could lead to a potential relapse or just feeling so bad in general because that's a lot of times what leads to the problems that alcoholics have. And that resentment, it's very attractive, I think, to a lot of people, including alcoholics, because it allows us to feel almost this sort of power trip because our, our emotions give us that sort of fuel, that adrenaline. You know, rage can be like that as well. When we have that resentment, it almost substitutes for the addictive substance that, you know, you might have indulged in. It feels good in a way. You know, when you really dislike someone, I mean, if I'm being honest with me, when I've really been resentful towards someone who I thought maybe wronged me or who even did wrong me in a very fucked up way, it feels good to have this sort of internal power over them through my emotions. That if I hold resentment, there's this sort of stability and this dynamic, in my mind at least, even if it's not out in the world, but this dynamic in my mind that allows me to feel like I have something over the person who hurt me or I think hurt me. And while I'm not in Alcoholics Anonymous and while I'm not informed enough to speak further on their idea of, you know, I guess the concept of resentment and how it pertains to alcoholism, I can speak on resentment itself and how I view it. Resentment to me has always been a crutch in my life. It always has been. Resentment, it might drive me to do things for myself in a way, but I can tell that it's fueled by something that's going to be counterproductive in the end. At some point, the resentment that I hold, it's going to put me in a place where I feel like I need to go somewhere I shouldn't. Or maybe I just am already doing that. Maybe I'm already heading there. Resentment is not a, a, fact, a driving factor that I think is good to have within me. And I don't think that's really that arguable in the way that maybe you would think of other things. But maybe it is. To the dysregulated mind, it certainly is. When your gears start to roll and your bubble is burst and you, you feel like you need this resentment, it's going to be hard to argue against holding it. Because resentment, like I said, it's an addictive thing. You get hooked on it, you know, and you're reeled in over and over and over again. And every time that you're fully reeled in, you realize you're just going to get thrown back into the water and you're going to be lost wherever you are in that ocean. It's hard to really know where you are in your life when you have resentment being the thing that dictates where you go. And I've had that before. In my life, I've had resentment be the driving factor, and it always drove me into a wreckage. And honestly, I, I expect that now. I expect that because that's resentment's core nature, it seems. Like with Alcoholics Anonymous, releasing yourself from resentment, it's one of the most difficult steps. Because resentment, it seems like fair judgment and fair feelings for something that was done to you. You know, we live in a world where justice and even revenge is often applauded you know it's something that we almost see as good when the context fits and i'm not saying that justice isn't good of course it is but justice and revenge often they get confused with one another and that's fueled by that resentment revenge over people who might have wronged us revenge over anything that might have wronged us a system anything like that we want to call it justice, we want to call it fair treatment, but really what we are doing is potentially stooping to the level of our oppressor, of the person who victimized us.
And that's something that I, I can't accept in my life. And I haven't been able to ever in my right mind. Ever since I was a kid, I, I've never been able to just say, I want to stoop to the worst level possible, become what those people who hurt me became in the moment they hurt me. That's not going to work. I hold myself to a little bit of a higher standard than that. And I always have. And I think that's one of the things I've been good at. I've always just been good at that type of thing. Like I never want to go with a pitchfork and torch and go and burn down a whole city because some people in that city broke a window of my house. You know, even if that window was very important to me and rightfully so, I don't have the justification to even not only go and do more, but even do the same because why would I want to inflict that pain on another? And that's a theme throughout this whole society right now that I think is hard to understand for everyone, including myself sometimes. But it's something that's important. Because what's important in this life is treating each other kindly first and foremost, but also treating each other fairly. And treating someone fairly, in my eyes, is not giving them the same treatment they gave you. I think those are two unfair actions. Because fairness to me, it's not just based in the subjective nature of what happened. That's a part of it. But it's also based on this objective truth of the matter, that all people deserve to be treated with kindness and respect when it's possible. Which means that you have to look at all angles when you can. Even when you're dysregulated, it's, it's hard to do it. But if you can look at all angles and try to understand their perspective, like you want them to understand yours, maybe you can find some way to let go of the resentment that would cause the action that would make you stoop to their level. Maybe you can find basically just this resentment that you can hold on to for now because it's natural, you know, to be a natural person who holds ha hatred and resentment for reasons that make sense, but to cast aside the little piece of it that might make you go and burn down that city. Because there are a lot of good people that could be in that city. You don't want to see them burn like, ah, my body. You don't want to see that because that's fucked. That's not going to feel good. You don't want to regret your actions. What you want to see is those people, those people, I guess, symbolically being the good parts of that person, you want to see them flourish. You do. Even if they don't deserve it in your mind, you want to see the good parts of that person flourish so that they don't harm another person or they don't harm you again. And basically all of this, all of this stuff about resentment, everything that I've spoken of here, it pertains to the topic that I want to speak of today. This is a very long intro, but I think it's important. The topic, it involves familial relationships. Primarily caregivers, I guess, if, if you're speaking from my perspective, being a young adult who still lives with their parents. Basically, all this resentment that I've spoken of, it's at the core of a lot of our problems that people like me and you, anyone, but especially people who deal with the stuff I talk about, like complex trauma symptoms of any kind or anything like that, we deal with this resentment at its core with our family because we were supposed to feel the opposite for so long. We're supposed to feel a great love for our family. We're supposed to have our feelings be validated, supported, and receive affection when it's due, and receive discipline when we need that. And often with us who deal with any sort of problem with our relationships with our mom or our dad or even our brothers and sisters or anything like that, we didn't get the thing that we needed in some way. And this is not to say that we should blame those people, and that's why I talk about this today. What it is to say is that that develops a feeling painful feeling, a really fucking painful feeling of resentment towards the people who are supposed to love you the most and who you are supposed to love the most. That's core in our nature, our biology even. We're not supposed to feel that way. What we're supposed to feel is security and safety and everything that comes with it at all times when it's at least, when it makes sense. 
when there's not an external force coming in to ruin that, to hurt us, to do anything to disrupt our relationship with our family, we're supposed to feel like we're stable and secure with those people, and they, us. They are supposed to feel that way around us. But for whatever reason, whether you figured it out or not, or have at least an idea of it, we don't feel that way. We don't. As kids, we might have isolated. We might have been neglected. We might have just ended up being alone, separated even. And maybe we harmed and maybe we got harmed. But at the end of the day, with our feelings now, we feel like our relationship with our family is not where it should be. And that hurts. So if I'm to give an instance for my own life, I spent all of my childhood up until about, let's say, freshman year of high school, alone in my room, playing video games, basically, and watching videos and TV for my whole life. I hated going out. I hated going to see people. I hated being around my family. I felt scared around my family. Not scared that they were going to hurt me, but scared that I wasn't going to be what I wanted to be. Scared that I was going to feel uncomfortable. Scared that I was just going to be there to just be there and not really be there at all. To not be present. I felt that way. And at the end of the day, I felt that way for whatever reasons. And I know those reasons. I, I know, or at least I have an idea of them. I've done the work to figure them out long ago. But I still nowadays struggle with being that outcast from my family in more ways than one, feeling that way. I struggle with feeling like my emotions make sense to my family. I struggle with feeling like I'm safe to be around them and that they're safe to be around me because I have the evidence, both emotionally and based in reality, that things could go wrong. I don't feel always understood by my family. And I feel like I should be, right? Well, the reality is, is that I'm not. And so what I feel is that I'm not understood. And that builds up pain over and over and over again, especially when arguments happen, especially at the times where we're actually clashing, when the emotions get heightened. And what do I do about it? What do I do about that? It's a hard question because it so heavily depends on when it's being asked. If I'm in a rational state, I'll say, I do my best to be an individual and try to fight through my pains and struggles on my own and ask for help when I know I can get it. That's what I would say rationally, right? Not have an understanding and nuanced perspective about these things. But when I'm not rational, when I'm emotionally dysregulated, I might say, I don't want to be around them. I hate them. I don't want to do anything with them. I don't want to say anything to them because they don't help. They hinder. All they do is hinder. All they do is make me feel worse about myself. They don't understand me. They, they make me feel like shit for being me. That's a dysregulated mind that I don't agree with right now. But when I'm dysregulated, I might. When I agree with it, I feel that resentment rise more and more. Because over all of these years, since I was a child, I felt this before. I felt it before, and unfortunately, I never got what I needed from whoever, including myself, to help with it to make me feel like these feelings that I have, this fear, anything of it, that it was okay to have and that I wouldn't hurt myself or others because of it. But what I did get was a bunch of evidence of the contrary, that I would hurt myself or others. And I've explained that before here. In my life, I've made so many mistakes. I've made so many bad decisions. I've hurt people with those bad decisions. I've hurt people with the unhealthy coping mechanisms I use to deal with this pain. And I'll get into that more and more as time goes on. But what I'm here to talk about is how I feel now. How I feel now in my life is that I am an adult male who deals with struggle every day, 
who deals with this feeling often of being outcasted and unwelcomed by his family, but not in a way that's based in a reality that causes me to think they hate me or that they don't care about me. When I'm dysregulated, that's a different story. But when I'm rational, I understand that my family does care about me. Maybe that's not the case for you. I don't know. Maybe it's not. And I, I hope it is. But I don't know what it looks like. And I don't know what it always looks like even with my own family. But what I say to myself is that my family does care for me. But they're flawed just like me. They have their own traumas like me. They have things they need to work on. And it really does irk me when they don't work on them. But they have those flaws. And for so long, I didn't work on them. And now I'm doing it. And I'm proud of myself for doing it. I'm proud that I've been able to go out and make the strides that I have. And that makes me good. But it doesn't make them bad. I can't hold that resentment. Because if I hold that resentment, I'll feel like I'm not giving the treatment that I think I deserve to them. I deserve to be understood and I deserve my flaws to be seen as something that's going to happen and that it's going to take time to work on. But how difficult is that to say? Tremendously. Even now, even now it's hard to say that because why would they deserve it if they didn't give it? The question is exactly why I should give it. Because there's a reason why they didn't give it to me. I know their stories. I know where they come from. I know everything they've been through and I know that life can be cruel. And that sometimes you don't pick up on the things that each person might need. You don't always have the opportunity to respond to the emotions, even when you should. You don't have these chances. Does it excuse the behavior? No, but we can acknowledge it. And we can work each day to try to make sure that there are less and less and less of those mistakes from both ends. To understand their flaws so that they can understand my flaws and we can go back and forth with that and not hold resentment towards one another and not try to project that resentment in a way that's only going to dig us into a deeper hole because that hole is so deep when you keep grabbing the shovel to dig it that shovel being the thoughts and actions that lead to more and more pain that stems from resentment it's hard but, but the, the resentment is not the shovel. It's not. The resentment is always inside of us. But the actions and thoughts we take, that's the shovel. Because we're allowed to feel resentment. We're allowed to. We are. We are allowed to feel it. It's always a goal to try to release ourselves from it. But we're allowed to feel it. We're allowed to say, I fucking hate that this thing didn't happen that should have. I was just a kid. I was just a fucking kid. I didn't know what I was doing. I needed help. And I didn't get it in the way I needed it. Whether it was attempted or not, it didn't work. I hate that. You're allowed to say that to yourselves. But when we pick up the shovel, we can't just go dig willy-nilly. We have to look at everything. Look at the whole landscape and say, should I act on this resentment? I find that the answer for me is almost always no. In fact, I don't even want to put the almost. But I will, for all intents and purposes. To not be extreme. But what I feel is that if I keep digging, it's going to go too, too deep. It has to. That's just how it works. I found myself in that position before. And it's so fucking hard. Because with this stuff, complex trauma of any kind, we've spent our whole lives thinking we were the problem. In so many cases, at least. We thought we were the problem. Maybe we were even told we were the problem, directly or indirectly. We thought it, and now we finally get the chance to see, to lift the veil, and see that we're not the problem. That we have our flaws, but we're not just the problem. That there's a whole fucking soup of things 
here, and that we're just a part of it, and we're not even that big of a part of it, maybe. But at this point, we finally get to say that, and we have to say even further, you know what? It's not their fault either. They're not the problem. They have their flaws, and they can be at fault, just like I can, but it's not all their fault. That hurts to say because we want so desperately as people of any kind to say, I told you so. I told you so. This is on you like I've always wanted to say. That's a temptation that's so great. That's so fucking tasty to lay your tongue on. But you have to refrain from it as much as possible. There are going to be times where you slip up, and that's fine. That's fine. Because we're in a life that's very unpredictable. And we, we don't want perfection. That's the last thing we want. We don't want perfection at all. We don't want to try to hold ourselves to a standard that's even higher than the one we had before. We don't want to be moral perfectionists. We don't want to be anything greater than what we should be. But fucking Christ, to walk that thin line, we have to try. We have to try. Hold what hurts inside unless we have a healthy place to let it out. If we don't have a healthy place... We find it. We find it. And even, even at times where we can't, even at times where we just scream it out of nowhere impulsively, into the sky, onto the ground, wherever it is, we are prepared to deal with what comes from that. And we're prepared to work on the resentment that built it up. Because we want to love these people. As much as they hurt us, we want to love the people who try to love us, or even should just try to love us, even when they don't. We want to, and we deserve to want to. We deserve to feel love for people. Because love at the end of all of it, it feels good when it's true. Resentment can only feel good for a moment. It's just base pleasure. But love is at your core something that feels good, blissful. It feels like something that you should strive to obtain. And the resentment is just going to be in the way of that. So what we do is try to release each little bit of it and try to reach that heart at the end. That's a year-long process. That's a multi-year-long process. That's a lifelong process. But we do it so that we can say this trauma that I've been given and the resentment that comes with it and the struggle that comes with it and the pain that comes with it, it does not bind me down anymore. And since it doesn't bind me down, I'm free to run loose. I've released myself from this. And I'm not in danger anymore. I'm not in danger. There are dangers in my life always, but I'm not in danger of the true threat. The threat that makes my life feel like it has no love in it, that I'm not loved, and that I shouldn't love. I'm free of it, at least for now. And that's something that we all need to strive towards as much as possible, I believe. And you might be already doing that. You might already be doing it, and good for you, honestly. That's good. It shows who you truly are. It shows that you are not going to stoop to the level of the people who cause pain, but rather cause joy and love for those same same people. And that's noble beyond all things. And I hope you can find that. I hope you can find it every day that you're looking for it. And even if you can't, I hope you get closer to it. I'm trying myself. And I think I do well with it. But it's still a lot of work to do. That's all for today. See ya!